Hello, 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 and welcome to WDGS 333 on your podcast station. I am your girl, your host, Alfreda, here to bring you the most of What Did God Say Ministry. Oh my, oh my, oh my. Today, 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 we're going to talk just a little bit about some of the things we can do to block our blessings. Just some little simple things that we can tweak and turn from that can open the doors to start receiving so much more in our lives. You know, one of the most beautiful things about my life is that, first of all, I have learned truly what it means to give praise, honor, worship, and glory to my God. How much every day do I thank and I praise him. I thank and I praise him. I thank and I praise him. I thank God that he has allowed me the opportunity to live and breathe and understand totally, totally, that there is nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing, that I can do without him. I cannot think the way I think. I cannot speak the way I speak. I cannot walk, talk, anything, everything I do and everything I have been granted the ability to obtain. It is all because of God. You know, when I was younger, I knew that it is God. It is God. It is God. But just to come to the totality of truly comprehending how much now I know it is God. Because see, anytime my mind cannot comprehend, when my mind cannot recall, when my mind can't think the right thing to think, when my mind has learned how to absorb good imaginations. See, I know none of this would be possible without God. It is not me of myself. And I've gotten to a place that I definitely don't have it twisted. It's not humans. If it's not me and I reside in my own flesh and blood, or I hope somebody get this. If we have dominion over the cells in our own bodies that we have not, oh, God help me today, the ability to control without God, then oftentimes we will grant so much gratification, recognition, even to other people, not realizing that it is God who has grant and graced them with that ability to be enlightening, encouraging, and inspiring. So even at that, it all belongs to God. When we say the statement to God, be the glory. Mm. Do we really mean it? Or is it just a formality of words? See, I believe, and this is my belief, that when we really believe that to God be the glory, we don't boast in ourselves. Oh, God help me today. We don't try to 
parade ourselves before people in order to be praised by people. Oh, I hope somebody got that. We don't parade in front of people seeking to be praised by people. When we have the platforms in order to be able to execute encouragement, information, and acknowledgement of God, it takes on a whole nother fashion than trendy. It takes on a whole nother fashion that than like we trying to we trying to promote promote fashions. See when 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 people dress up and they fix up and they clean up, what it normally does for me, let me say for me, it just gives me a little peep or sense of their identity. And so I, me, myself, I like vintage, you know, so when I see people, especially uh, females and we are adorned and we have this vintage type of, of aura. See, one thing about clothing and apparel, most people going to dress from two way streets. It's going to be either because they are a copycat and they're seeking to covet somebody else. Mm. Or they're going to move from an original place of their character. So when your character is laid back, normally you address laid back. And one thing about people that, you know, is so obvious of when a person tried to dress in a way that don't even fit their character. And because of that, sometimes the authentic and genuineness of who we really are, people cannot see and embrace. Oh, I hope somebody got that. I was remember listening to a lady who used to sing. <laughs> and I used to, when I heard her sing, I would just pray. Not because... I felt any anointing. I, I, I felt no anointing in her singing. And I and when I remember initially hearing her sing, I was like, why is she singing? Is there no anointing there? It doesn't have no sound that is good to the hearer. But yet she loved, I believe, to sing. And see, one of the things even by singing, singing doesn't mean you have to have a talented voice. When you're singing in the original, authentic voice that God has gave you. So I remember making a suggestion one time, and I know it fell into the ears of the listener that used to sing. I said, so many people want to sing like somebody else. But if they just sing in their natural voice, oh God help me today. They'll be amazed at how much more their voice will attract. And so many times we're looking so much to the left, to the right, and we can't figure out why this person is attracting people, why I'm not attracting people. I know that I love God. I know that I I commit my ways to God. But I'm going to tell you something in this message today briefly. We can block our blessings by just doing certain little things that we don't come to realize That's not who we are. That's not our platform. 
That is, that's not even what we're supposed to do. Let me, let me just share this with you all before I get into some defined meanings of some words that simply block your blessing. Everybody can reach somebody, but everybody originally is not created to be on a platform just because they are available. Oh, I hope somebody get that. You know, when we were growing up, the beauty I like about my time in era is this. Everybody would come to church. You know, in my home church, I grew up as a Baptist. And we would all get along in the church. But we all recognized that it was only one preacher in the church. We all recognized there was only a certain amount of deacons in the church. And then there was a certain amount of women that sat in the amen corner. There was a certain amount of people that sung in the choir. But there was a certain amount of people who only stuck with ushering. Oh, God, help me today. So many people are trying to position themselves outside of the arena of what they are called to do. And see, we got we done got now to where we so competitive in these positions when first and foremost, that's probably not the original place you need to even be trying to perform. Oh, I hope somebody got that. Some people just need to stick with being an usher. And see, that makes a low grade a person. This is where our mindset have shifted so much when I see the world as a whole. Everybody want to be a computer tech or everyone want to be computer savvy or everybody. I'm not going to say everybody. Let me change that word. A lot of people. A lot of people are latching on to doing something somebody else does and they does not have the experience, the expertise or the qualifications. Listen, just because you can read a scripture, oh God, help me today. Just because you can read your Bible, just because you feel an anointing on your life don't make you nobody to be trying to position yourself to lead other people. Sometimes God allows us to have the anointing and that ability so we can keep our own life in order so we can strengthen our own individual life and the people just right there in our circle around us. And see, this is sometimes why I think people don't understand how to process their feelings because their feelings are tell them if that person can do it, then so can I. And sure, you can. You can do whatever you see somebody else do if you have that ability, that strength, and the uh, stamina. But this is the difference. What you do may not be as effective. Oh, God, that's the key word as somebody else, because it may not be your calling. Everybody that has an ability does not equate to the fact that that is their calling. You know, in the Bible, there were so many different people with positions. You know, I oftentimes think about how God allowed these positions to come forth. See, positions should be mandated by God. And some positions, and I know mine for many years, 
And, I, and, and see, I have no crumbs in saying this for many years. My position was just to nurture my children and be a good wife and a good employee that went to work. I wasn't trying to push myself and position myself to be in no pulpit, to be on no platform, because this is this is this is not what I felt. And no matter how many deep revelations God gave me, no matter how deep my discernment was, no matter how much I knew the ability to even prophesize things moving from that discernment, I did not position myself. It was God. And even when God kept revealing to me to do this, you know what? I was still reluctant. I was very reluctant because I knew I would have to speak in a boldness that some people really would be offended by. And I would have to worship God in that spirit and truth, in the rawness and the realness in order to get on that platform and be elevated by God, not me. And I knew I couldn't take down because I felt if I was going to be a soldier in the army of the Lord, that I knew I would have to put in the work. I knew I would have to go to basic training. I knew I would have to be invested. I knew I would have to have ears to hear, not what I feel and not what I fear. But so often, We block our blessings because we move from a state of originality into mimicking and perpetrating what we see and we desire somebody else is called to do. And I don't know what has happened with the mind of of people as a whole that feels that you know, I want to I wanna use a term that may be more relatable, doorkeepers. Sometimes people think if you, if you don't have this significant position and people are not acknowledging you in your position, that you feel less worthy of the beautiful blessings from God. See, this is where we lose our originality because it's not about the position that opens the door to our blessings. It's not about the positions and titles and recognition that opens the door or blocks our blessing. Because there's a lot of people that are known that blessings have been blocked. And I'm going to get more into that message on my word for Wednesday. Because I'm going to come out of the book of Proverbs chapter 6. And I want to expound just a little bit for a little while on six things God hates. And seven is an abomination. And see, because we, I think as a whole, and I say as a whole, as people, we have gotten to a place that we feel that if a one person is on a platform, then we need to be in competition with that person in the platform. And this is how we have learned to block our blessings. Because see, God already knows how we are. God already sees how we are. 
And God know everything. This is the amazing awesomeness of God. What we're going to do before we even know it. And see, I think back on my life. And this is why I am so excited about the place that I'm in now. Because the things that brought me peace that I used to think brought me peace. See, those were the things that brought blocked my blessings. No, that doesn't mean that I, I didn't have uh, tangible things that people could see. You know, they could see, okay, well, I just got a new car when I got one. Or I, I got some clothes or some shoes or, you know, I, I got an award on my job or what have you. But they did not know inwardly there was a war going on in my members. Because I would always pray these words. God, please don't let me die in my sins. And the reason I would say that is because in spite of all of that stuff and things, I still believed in a part of my mind that if God had to call me back then, I wasn't ready and right to make it in. Oh, I hope somebody got that. If God had to call me back then, I was not ready and right to make it in. Because even in my, in my, what was the word I'm looking for? Even in my, my, my strength of being financially secure. You know what I say when my money was strong. I still knew that in my mind and in my heart and in my spirit, there was a part of me that was still showing off. Oh, God help me today. I'm just going to talk about me. That was showing off. That was a show off. And see, now I just get dressed for what I need to. And then that show off spirit, you know, it had me showing pictures of this and that and that and this. And then one day I was talking to a friend of mine. And she said something very profound. This is what she said. She, because she had, her husband had purchased her a Mercedes for her birthday. And she came to visit me at the time in the city where I was living. And we, we left the restaurant because she came celebratory for her birthday and the birthday of my twins. And when we got ready to leave the restaurant, her mother wanted to go to a store in that city. So she said, well, okay. She said, Alfredi, you can leave your car here and you can ride with me. And I said, okay. So we get in the car and we go where we go and we come back. Now, I'm thinking this is me making an assumption because the last time we connected, me and my friend, her husband came also and we was at her place in my hometown. So her husband at that time had a black Mercedes and she had a black BMW. So I'm just thinking when she come, you know, a couple of years later to pick me up, that perhaps she's driving her husband's car. I, I mean, because, you know, I wasn't trying to keep up with no making model. I just I, I just knew where the year, I mean, the year. And I wasn't trying to keep up with the year and the model, but I knew the make was a Mercedes. I mean, most people know when they see a Mercedes because, you know, they got the big emblem on the front. So when she came back, I'm just thinking she and her husband car. So into who? 
A year after this occurrence of celebrating, me, she and I was discussing something over the phone and she was just sharing something with me how when she went to our hometown, someone made mention of her husband being such a blessing and her husband buying her this car for her birthday. And she was just saying to me, you know, I really don't like when people do that. And I said, what car? I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold up. What car? And then she went on to just simply say, well, the car that I have now. I said, okay, the BMW? She said, no, uh uh-uh. He got me another car for my birthday last year. I said, wait, 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 hold up. So you mean to tell me, with the car I rode in, when you came to see me, that was brand new for your birthday? Because, see, we were celebrating her birthday and my twin's birthday. She said, yes. I said, so much as we talk, as often as we talk, you mean to tell me you didn't share the joy? A girl, I said, girl, I probably would have been on the phone telling everybody, you know, my husband had bought me a Mercedes for my birthday. And these were the words that she said to me. And this one I had to ex- begin to examine my ways. She said, you know, Alfreda, I'm not a booster and I'm not a bragger. I said, hmm, interesting words. I'm not a booster and I'm not a bragger. She said, you know, I'm just a person that love God. And when people see what they see, that's when they see it. I'm not a booster And I'm not a bragger. And so I thought, you know, but when God blesses us with gifts, you know, I'm thinking that that's the share of joy to say, look what God did to bless me. So then I began to examine my own ways. And this is where I'm coming in with this message. All things we do and say makes a big difference in blocking our blessings. So I want to talk to you a little bit like a prelude of of chapter 6 of Proverbs. And when the words, when I was studying this chapter, I'm going to give you a few words that God gave to me. Discretion, gossip, and and backbiting. Discretion, gossip, and backbiting. Now, all of these words, surprisingly, if you don't, you don't regularly study the word of God, they're in the Bible. That may surprise you, but they are all written in the word of God. Discretion, gossip, and backbiting. It's a purpose for every word from Genesis to Revelation and all the books that were not included, but it is included (laughs) on the scrolls. So discretion, I just want to give you the definition of discretion. It's the quality of behaving in what you do and what you speak in such a way to avoid causing offense or revealing certain private information. We don't have to disclose everything. We may need to examine why we're disclosing it. 
Is it to give God glory because he performed a miracle? And that's normally what I definitely have tried to practice all down through my years. See, because if God blessed me to move in a house, and I didn't see no way out of no way. So I mentioned it to, as a testimony to glorify God because I didn't have the credit or the credentials. And so for me to be able to be graced with that favor, that's a testimony. Oh, God help me today. It was a testimony to encourage people. I had a job making $30 an hour without a college degree. That's a testimony to encourage somebody that what the the world says restricts us and limits us. God says otherwise. Oh, I hope somebody got that. Okay. Now, if discretion... Is to avoid offenses or revealing certain private information. Then when we divulge information, it should be with a thought process of a quality that we're giving a testimony or we whatever we're doing or saying, it should be with a quality to reveal information, certain information. Otherwise, we just need to not even speak on it. When we do, we block our blessings. Discretion is the freedom to decide what should be said or done in a particular situation. Some things I may say to one person, I may never say it to another living soul. Now, I say it in a season and time that sometimes I don't even understand. Maybe that person really needed to hear something that may have been a certain private information. But I may have sat on it with discretion for years. Now, discretion to me is not discussing things that everybody sees. Now, let's let's get this clear from Galatians, the fifth chapter. It said the works of the flesh are manifest. What that mean? That mean if you're running around here and you got a boyfriend that a thousand people know about and somebody want to talk about, that means your life is not living discreetly. So so we're not falling out with people when you think they know something that they shouldn't say to somebody else. But but a thousand people already know what you're doing. So that's your life is not discreet. So you shouldn't expect people to keep some private information discreet when your life is an open book. So let's clear what discretion means. Discretion is something that you have not revealed to somebody and you shared with somebody privately. But if everybody know your life through Facebook and Instagram, then it's not discreet. Okay? Okay. Gossip. Mm. Gossip is defined as a casual or unconstructive, unconstrained conversation. A report about another person typically involving details that are not confirmed as being true. See, this this is another thing I need to dismantle. People think that gossip means you always talking about somebody. 
But I want to help you today. Gossip is when you're having casual or unconstructed, unrestrained conversations about other people involving details that are not confirmed as being true. See, and, 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 and that goes back to if you don't know what you're talking about and you're sharing other people information or even yours and your purpose for sharing this information, here, this is what we hinge upon. You got to get this. It's nothing constructive. It's, it's, it's not edifying. There's no testimony. You're not saying what you're saying because you even know if it's true. You're saying it. If it's knowing that you don't know it's true and it's not constructive, then it's unrestrained conversation of gossip. Gossip is a person who likes talking about other people's private lives to just only engage in gossip. Or you talking to a person because you really making a biblical point. And see, I know a lot of people may not like to talk to me. Because they know I'm not the one that's big to gossip. You know, when I gossip, I want to speak things that are confirmed to being true. And I want to speak things that are constructed. So see, we got to understand there's a negative gossip and there's a positive gossip. Gossip is just talking everybody gossip. See, that's why I don't know sometimes why people fall out with their families and their friends when they hear something. Everybody gossips. Gossip is not the bad thing. It's the way you gossip. Are you using casual or unconstructed, unrestrained conversations involving details that are not confirmed as being true? See, so, so, so when you don't know people business, to be true, if this not a self-experience, that's why a lot of time my testimony is only about myself because I know about myself to be true. And then my, my testimony, my talk is to get to a point if I know something about somebody that's already living an open book. Now, if, I, if you know that your boyfriend is a cheater, don't be mad at folks when they understand that you deal with that. If you know that you are a thief and you be in the paper and you be on the news, don't be mad at people if they call you a thief or if they say they steal. I'm just saying, people, we got to get away from getting outside of the realm of understanding. Don't be falling out with people when you show them what they discuss. People going to talk about what they see. They're going to gossip about what they see. What you expose to them. I'm just saying. And if it offends you, I always got my little saying, do something about it. Change it. A person who likes talking about other people's private lives engage in gossip. When you got people don't call you, they don't want to talk about it. I told a young lady the other day, she was telling me, and I got to say this real quick. She was telling me, she said somebody had called her like, you know, guys be calling her. That sometimes she don't want to speak with. And this is what I said to her. You know, the quickest way to get off the phone or get somebody off your phone, especially a guy, start talking about another man 
because they ain't going to hold on too long to listen to you talk about another man or start talking about the Bible. It's something about the word of God. It'll let you know people who like to gossip because gossip people, I'm saying good, bad gossip, bad gossip, bad gossip. They don't want to, they don't, they don't want to talk about God. They want to talk about other people's lives. Now I'm going to wrap this up because I'm, I'm whining out. Backbiting. Backbiting is a malicious talk about someone who is not present. Oh, God help me today. How many people are guilty of backbiting? Are you guilty of backbiting? Listen to what backbiting means. It's malicious talk. Now, you can talk about people and backbite. Here we go again. But it should be wholesome. It should be goodness. If you're going to say something behind somebody back, say something worthy. Say something constructive. Oh, God, help me today. But if you're going to be a backbiter, you're going to maliciously talk about someone who is not present. And you're going to say, according to the definition, mean or spiteful, unpleasant words to attack the character or reputation of that person or persons. I ask the question again. Are you a backbiter? Now, those three words, discretion, gossip, and backbiting, they're going to coincide with what God hates on my word for Wednesday message. But I just wanted to give you a little tidbit today because I'm not going to be as lengthy on Wednesday to just share with you some simple things we can work on to stop blocking our blessings. Because how many of you know that when you do anything that God hates, it blocks your blessings. You all have a beautiful day. As always, may the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your lives. And you not block your blessings from meeting your needs and even the things that your heart desires as you delight yourself in God. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health even as your soul prosper. Don't block your blessings. Have a great day. God bless.